Grace and peace to you, and welcome to a sermon podcast from Richfield United Methodist Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Sign up for weekly digital content at richfieldumc.org. Subscribe, share, and get out there with Jesus to heal a broken world. Thanks for listening, and we hope you have a good experience. This podcast is the sermon from the Ash Wednesday service on February 26, 2020. The sermon is called, From Space Dust You Came, and the scripture is from Matthew 6. Hear these words from the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus said, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your God in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your alms may be done in secret, and your God who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your God who is in your secret, and your God who sees in secret will reward you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. During my sermon, I'm going to pass around this. Does anybody recognize what this is? A film canister. They don't make these anymore. This was given to me a few years ago uh, during my first funeral by a funeral director. He said this is the perfect container for sand. So when you're doing... uh, a committal or an interment at a cemetery, and you do the from ashes to ashes, dust to dust, you can pour you the sand out. I thought I might pass that around as we consider dust this evening. Where'd you come from? St. Louis Park? Your family? Your mother's womb? Are you born of God's dream? Is that your origin? And where are you going? Are you going, are you living into God's dream? We aren't quite sure where Ash Wednesday comes from as a tradition. If you look up its origins, you'll find varying stories and ideas. The one concept that rises from these stories, however, is that from the beginning we have known that we come from somewhere and to somewhere we return. On this day, marking the beginning of Lent, we experience tonight We name it dust. You are dust. From dust you came, and from to dust you shall return. It's about mortality, a limited life as we know it. In Charlotte's Web, which is without question the great American novel, we can talk theology all you want, but I will go to bat for Charlotte's Web being the great American novel. Charlotte the Spider reflects upon this question of the limited life as we know it as she bids farewell to her friend Wilbur the pig. In their last moments together, before her death, Charlotte puts it to Wilbur bluntly, yet honestly, when she says, after all, what's a life anyway? We're born, we live a little while, we die. 
being a spring pig, Wilbur is still new to the world, closer to his coming than his returning. And while Charlotte's reflection is curt, she always respects Wilbur enough to give him the honesty he deserves. Yet even this dying, this dust to which he shall return, it's about more than death. It's about creation, a divine creation from before us and with us and long after us. The cosmic universe is vast because God is vast, edgeless, seamless, expansive. Consider Jesus is introduced in the Gospel of John, not a humble origin as a babe in the manger like Matthew, nor the tale of a precocious 12-year-old in the synagogue in the Gospel of Luke, but the Word in the beginning, in the vastness, since always. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. One might consider the Big Bang in the midst of the cosmic Christ the tiniest of tiny dust exploding, hurling, combining, creating, creating us. We are from this cosmic dust. We are stardust. Did you know this? We are made of many little things. The elements of life on earth are often abbreviated C-H-N-O-P-S, chinops. Carbon, hydrogen, nitrogen, oxygen, phosphorus, sulfur. We're made of chinops. Guess what the Sloan Digital Sky Survey of 150,000 stars finds? 97% of the Milky Way galaxy and humankind are made of the same atoms, chinops. And while Earth is situated on kind of a farther end of the Milky Way, it appears that the elements of life are most prevalent at the center of it all. That's a theological and a scientific statement, by the way. These elements of life, this cosmic dust, manifests itself in all of our cells upon cells, which are able to split and split and split, not to mention the over 100 trillion microbial organisms living in us. The latest research speculates that we may indeed be 90% microbes and only 10% human. Remember this next time you're not quite feeling yourself. <laughs> Maybe we could use this factoid to boost that worship attendance numbers a little bit. Within all of that cosmic dust, all that abundant smallness, that's what makes the bigness that much more vast. And we might wonder, well, then what is the point of our conscious decisions to try to motivate our cells and cells and our dust and our dust and our microbes and microbes to do, well, anything. After all, it's just dust. And yet, it's the limited life as we know it. The space between the space dust from which we came and the space dust to which we return that is not just anything, but everything. And that everything, the cosmic Christ, becomes the present Jesus, taking on chinops with us and is our friend. Is there anything more beautiful in the space in between than a friend? In the theory of the Big Bang, there's evidence pointing to this ever-expanding universe due to the acceleration of energy. There's also this disputed theory called the Big Crunch, 
in which after several billions of years, the universe will begin to contract upon itself and then returning to the point of zero, to nothing. But that's disputed because the theory of the Big Bang of the universe doesn't say we started with nothing, but the tiniest of something, the dustiest of dust. And some cosmologists and researchers propose a new theory, the Big Bounce. As the universe expands and smooths out, kind of becomes clumpier and warped over time until it contracts and collapses down back into that smallest of something, the dustiest of dust, and then begins to expand outward again, expanding and smoothing out. The big balance theory is that the universe may indeed do this over several billions of years, every few billion years. From the tiniest of dust we came into the tiniest of dust we return. Expanding and contracting in and out, in and out. The creative notion of God breathing in and out in and out, in and out. Father Richard Rohr tells a story about being at a conference about the conflicts of science and religion. And a Jewish scientist addressed the crowd and said, he often finds Christians will get one of the commandments a little off that there's this commandment to not take the Lord's name in vain. And he sees Christians say, well, that's about not swearing. He says, yeah, probably don't swear, but that's not the meaning of that commandment. Instead, it is that to speak the name of God at all is to speak with arrogance, as if one fully knows what one could possibly be talking about. In fact, you can't even really speak the name of God. The original Hebrew is pronounced Yahweh, but it's not even to be pronounced Yahweh. Really, to speak this name of God is to have the experience of inhalation and exhalation. Yahweh. Yahweh. Let's try that. Yahweh. Yahweh. God as available as the air in front of your mouth right now. There's not a Jewish way of breathing or a Christian way of breathing or a straight way of breathing or a young way of breathing or a rich way of breathing or a right way or a wrong way, but a universal way. As the universe breathes, God breathes. As we breathe, God breathes. As the elements of life swirl in their cosmic dust cloud, we take in breath that twirls its way through our lungs and fills us with the breath of life, with Jesus. This Jesus is our friend who journeys with us in Lent, journeys with us to the cross. We mark our foreheads with the dust of ash, and Jesus marks our minds and marks our souls with the cosmic dust of his loving touch. We take all of our cells and our dust and our metropolis of microbes, and we compel them to participate in a spiritual practice of Lent, to breathe in God a little more deeply, to exhale love a little more intentionally. 
We fast from that which would cut off our breathing. We breathe in that which would bring us closer to God. We dust off the wisdom that tells us how to live as universal neighbors. We do this so that the space in between the dust from which we came and the dust to which we return is filled with In the moment when Charlotte breathes her last, she has a final comment on this in-between space. As she parts ways with her best friend, Wilbur the pig, she adds one more piece of wisdom to her thesis on life as she tells him, you have been my friend. That in itself is a tremendous thing. Where did you come from and where are you going? from both where you came and where you return, and in this precious space in between, and in the center of it all, Jesus is your friend, all the way to the cross and beyond. And that in itself is a tremendous thing. May you journey into Lent knowing you are dust. We are all of the same dust. From that dust we came and to that dust we return, we who are cosmic dust living our space in between, sharing the same elements of life as the stars, we breathe in and breathe out Lent on purpose. We gather and affirm the mark of love God has put on our hearts, the mark of God's dream, and we receive a mark of ash to remind us of it. We are born into Lent, we live a while in it, and we die with Christ and rise again in new life. A big bang, a big bounce, a big breath, a big Even for the smallest of creatures of dust, a spider, a pig, even us. And this is how God creates. Amen. This has been a sermon podcast from Richfield United Methodist Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Copyright 2020. Now go into God's world knowing you are a beloved child and bear witness to the love of God so that those to whom love is a stranger will find in you a generous friend. Thanks for listening.